USN Big 12 conference play enters week one, so we re-preview the conference. Where does BYU fit right now among all 14 Big 12 teams? Plus, BYU linebacker A.J. Vonkpachan details how the BYU defense is preparing to contain Kansas quarterback Jalen Daniels. We get to know the foe, Kansas Jayhawk edition, another wacky and wild version. And the 10th-ranked women's volleyball team starts Big 12 play tonight. 20th-ranked Houston in town, Kate Pryor and Aria. Aria McCumber are in studio. Let's go. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Wednesday, September 20th. I am Spencer Linton. He is a dude who bulked up on his mission trip, Jerem Jordan. I barely worked, but I worked out, said no one. Um, <laughs> Kansas, uh, a Kansas fan. Uh, uh, it's at J Jayhawk Lasso, right? Jay Lasso KU. Oh, Jay, Jay Lasso, okay. We yes. did a before and after of BYU players before and after their missions, and it is, <laughs> it is none other than uh, Steve Rogers himself, Captain America. So, yeah, uh, that's <laughs> what we do. And uh, BYU has won so many national championships recently in football to validate this great idea. I think that's my biggest pet peeve with any opponent relative to BYU sports, other than religious stuff, is the mission and the age thing. Such an advantage. It's not an av <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. But that was pretty funny. Ask all of the players that go on their missions, and then when they get back, they never really get back to that form. Like, we never hear about those stories. Those are sad, but that happens. We're not doing deep blues on those guys. That happens. Yeah. I loved Kalani Satake in year one. I'm sure you'll remember this. On the national championship supercast or yes. whatever they were calling it on ESPN. Yeah. When it's a round table with a bunch of coaches, Kalani's invited into that room, and somebody brings that up, and he's like, you're all welcome to do this. And he said Alabama would do it if it was an advantage. If it was an advantage, Alabama would Maybe do Alabama it. needs to do it, given the way they played this year. Uh, yeah, they could probably use a few RMs on their roster. Jeez. Or not. Rise and shout. Let's get to what's trending. What's Trending presented by Feastbox, donating 10% of every order to Full of Hope, a charitable organization that feeds hungry families. We are one quarter of the way through the 2023 college football season. BYU 3-0. There are a bunch of 3-0 teams that face off this week. Very interesting, including BYU and Kansas, which is a very, very fun way to open up conference play and the Power 5 era officially for BYU as a member of the Big 12. But, Jerem, to adequately prepare for this, we wanted to look back at where we ranked each Big 12 game on BYU's schedule in 2023 from easiest to toughest, and then make some modifications because we've seen each of these teams at least a little bit. So let's re-rank each game and see how different it is compared to our preseason list and notably where Kansas falls in this list. So let's start with your schedule from the preseason, Jerem. So I had, uh, I had Texas, TCU, Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, Cincinnati, Iowa State. I've made a couple of changes uh, now that we've seen a few. So I keep Texas at the top. I move Oklahoma from four up to two because they are putting up 55 a game and only giving up nine. Kansas stays at three. Kansas really good, by the way. Potent offense, fewest punts in the country, third and third down conversions. 
uh, fifth in the country in TFLs. They you still playing. have them at number three? Still have them at number okay. three. I, I dropped TCU to four. Lots to prove, but still two and one. Beat up Houston. Only lost to Colorado by three. That's a respectable loss at this point. Texas Tech stays at five. Texas Tech should be lower, but the bottom, the, the, the other ones stink. The other four stink. That's why they're below. West Virginia has moved up significantly because they beat Pitt. Cincinnati, I had to drop below them because they lost to Miami of Ohio. At home. Beat Pitt, but hey, even West Virginia did that. At Oklahoma State, 2-1, but lost 33-7 to South Alabama. Like, I could very easily put Oklahoma State as last, but, but I have Iowa Arizona State, State there. Jim. Arizona State stinks. Exactly. Um, Iowa State I have at ninth because they're 1-2. Oklahoma State does have a Power 5 win over a stinky Arizona State team. But I have Iowa State... One and two. They lost to Ohio 10-7. Controversy on a field goal, as we mentioned, that looked like it was in. They didn't call that. That's bad. The bottom four early look very winnable. West Virginia, Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, Iowa State. I've got Texas, Oklahoma, and TCU. Like, uh, you know, those feel like uh, upsets if BYU wins those, okay. those three. Kansas uh, and Texas Tech feel like uh, 50-50 kind of games. This Saturday and then coming up for homecoming in a couple of weeks, Texas Tech. So, I'm seeing four wins. I'm seeing potentially three losses, and there's two pickums, and that will swing whether BYU gets on the high side of 500 or not. Okay, so your big mover was Oklahoma, up two spots. TCU down two spots. Yep. Okay, a couple of decent moves there. My preseason list featured Texas and at TCU, the two toughest road trips. Those stay the same in my new list. Okay, followed by Oklahoma. So you and I differ a little bit on TCU and Oklahoma. Uh, I think the Sooners are legit, but playing in November on senior night in Provo, I still feel like a road trip to TCU is going to be tougher. I think TCU is good. I feel like they're figuring some things out. I think they have a really solid offense. They can score. When BYU gets there in mid-October, I feel like TCU will be a better team than we saw against Colorado in early in the season. That game still worries me a lot. And playing on the road in that stadium is always tough. And they're not going to—they're doing their best to not allow BYU fans into that stadium as well. You can't control the secondary market, though, <laughs> right? Like hey. they just control the original tickets there. TCU and Oklahoma right there with each other, but Oklahoma I still have at number three. So, but they are up one spot in my list. Texas Tech has fallen. You lose at Wyoming, yeah, you're going to drop a spot in the toughest games rankings. Kansas is up two. I, I'm a believer in Kansas. I wasn't sure what they were going to be in year two when Jalen Daniels came back. Well, everybody but one starter on offense. Okay, they're, they're really good on offense. I, I still like BYU's chances to win this game, especially because the weather could be very, very weird on Saturday. Oh, what's it going to be like? Thunderstorms. Oh, boy. Rain. Uh-oh. Does yeah, BYU it, have to run the ball? It's going to get a little run the ball weird. Here? It's going to be humid. It, yeah, it, it could be super weird because of weather. Uh, Kansas, to me, feels like middle of the pack. This is a good start for BYU to, uh, and a good way to gauge what they are in the Big 12 as they open up conference play. And then I'm with you. At West Virginia, Cincinnati, at Oklahoma State, Iowa State. We have exactly Those the same have, bottom four. Don't look very good right so now. So my big movers were Fairly. Kansas plus two up to number five, Oklahoma State down two to number eight. The Cowboys and the Cyclones at eight and nine are just in a world of hurt right now. Oklahoma State doesn't have a quarterback who was it? The what do you post- mean? They have like four. <laughs> they all got like hurt or are inept. The two eyes have bit them. That's brutal. Who was it that posted, hey, I'm going to keep my grandma in this jail cell until 
Mike Gundy, Gundy names Gundy a quarterback. A quarterback. <laughs> yes. Very funny account. Um, but, yeah, the, I, the top five are all like, yikes. These are going to be significant challenges tough for games, BYU. Yeah. But I feel like BYU should beat. Even on the road, even if it's a noon kickoff in Morgantown, two time zones. I feel like BYU is a better team than West Virginia. Yeah, I, I do think, um, you know, one of those will surprise us. One of those it typically four games. does. There's a, there's a game that's like, Those crap. are Power 5 teams. There's a couple of tough roadies there. Um, you got to show up. And so hopefully BYU is a perfect 4-0 against those bottom four. The reality is, Spencer, chances are one of those comes up and uh, bites you in a way you didn't expect. Yeah. But reality is that BYU typically BYU wins will, one of those games. BYU will do that, too, right? to somebody else. Um, and maybe that's yes. TCU. Maybe that's Texas. Who knows? Okay, so now let's discuss this. Where do you see BYU fitting among all 14 teams in the Big 12 at this moment? If we had like a power rankings list, and it's, it's tough because not surprisingly, as we anticipated when the season began, it feels like a lot of teams are really close to each other in terms of talent. I know you can look at BYU's 3-0 record and say, oh, they're better automatically than Texas Tech and TC. It's not that simple. Texas Tech has two losses, but at Wyoming, that one's weird. But uh, at home to Oregon is not a bad loss. Oregon's a really good It's a one-score game. Yes, and yeah. Texas Tech, unfortunately for them, was in great position to win both of those games. Yeah, they, I mean, a few they plays go Oregon. their way, and yeah. they're 3-0, and and they're ranked in the top 15. Like, mm -hmm. that's how fickle yeah. the beginning of a college Tech's, football season can, begin, good. Or can be. They're a good team. So I, I'm still high on Texas Tech. I, I would put BYU right smack in the middle. It's either number seven or number eight. I have, as currently constituted, BYU as high as four. Really? Because who else has shown like who else has shown you something incredible? Like Texas, the win at Alabama, clearly the best team in the league. Oklahoma has done nothing not to deserve number two right now to uh, me. I agree. Um, Kansas to me has looked really efficient, and then defensively, they they have 28 TFLs. Like they got a little bit of defense going. Granted, they played Illinois and Nevada. Like blah blah blah. Uh, yeah, I mean, but, but, out because of the Nevada. But game. they've been efficient. Like I'll I'll take super efficient against uh, you know whatever competition over. Well, you lost, but it was a decent team. Like that's why I have Kansas above Texas Tech. TCU is good. Uh, right there, but I have BYU basically ahead of Texas Tech at number four at the moment. BYU did not play great against Sam Houston. Defensively, they did, not offensively. Um, did what they needed to do against SU, and then they showed some real grit on the road against uh, Arkansas on the road. Like, that's is that the second best road win in the league to Texas at Alabama at the point at this point right now? I give a lot of stock into BYU get going and getting that particular win. Now, could they be five or six? Yeah, whatever. BYU is in the upper echelon of the Big 12 at the moment, which is pretty exciting. You beat Kansas, now you start to make some waves. You beat Cincinnati, now there's talk of BYU being one of the top kind of yeah. four teams in the league. What is UCF at and the moment? Where, where are UCF and Kansas State, though, in your list? UCF hasn't played anybody, but they've been so – They won at Boise State. Right, 18-16, not a super, like, again. Kansas, tough to win there. Kansas is – it's not that hard the last couple of years, actually. Um, Villanova. So, yeah, UCF's good too, but I have them behind BYU because at Boise State, not as good as at Arkansas. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Kansas State, I still think, is – I have Texas, Oklahoma, TCU, Kansas State for sure above BYU. But then I feel like the Cougars are muddled in the middle with – and Kansas too. So, like, those are the top five. And then I feel like BYU is muddled in there between six and eight with Texas Tech. Kansas State did not do what BYU did, which was win on the road against an SEC team. 
and Missouri worse than Arkansas. You so, think? So I give BYU more credit. You for think that Missouri's one. worse than Arkansas? I Especially don't know. Especially because um, you know Kansas State took it to Missouri last year by 28. Like, okay, you didn't show up in year two. You know what BYU did? They lost by seven, uh, 17 last year. They went and won the game on the road. So I'm not taking into account last year. I'm just taking into account what I've seen this year. And what I've seen so far is that BYU is the top four, five, six. Hey, years old. I, I, I love that it. That can change very quickly. <laughs> like, if, if they BYU lose to gets Kansas? destroyed this week, yeah, you're back to like seven, eight, nine. But it, but if you win that, you stay in the hunt with, uh, with kind of can, uh, with TCU and Texas Tech and Kansas State and UCF is kind of that second tier after Texas, Oklahoma, and it would seem, you know, well, those two. If BYU wins at Kansas, I will join you in the BYU as a top five Big 12 team. But right now, like that, frankly, improbable win against Arkansas. Like just, they found a way to their credit, and it was awesome. But I just, I'm not ready to say, yep, right now, top four. I need to see more. So BYU wins at Kansas, they have earned it. They have earned uh, a top five designation in the Big 12. It's fun. I'm, I'm glad that we do this. Uh, we don't, I don't think we look back enough at some of our preseason predictions and kind of recalibrate. I like it when we do that. And yeah, it's fun to see how things change. <laughs> <laughs> this is pre – yeah, only one Big 12 game has been played. TCU blew out Houston 36-13. Uh, and then now it begins this week. Let's go. Beat Kansas. Then BYU is probably ranked. It would yeah, be. I, I would expect BYU at 4-0 with two P5 wins, both on the road, to be 24-25 on Monday. And if not, they're the first second. Oh, man, you got all types of momentum yeah. then, and then you, coming home for Cincinnati. Then you win the game that I have said there is no way that BYU loses. You still feel good about that? Yeah, I do. Uh, especially with the Miami of Ohio uh, victory over said Bearcats last week. Yeah, when Cincinnati beat Pittsburgh, we paused a little bit and thought, huh. Paused, Bearcat pun, nice. But Pittsburgh is bad. Yeah, Pittsburgh Pitt, is bad. It's really bad. So hard to know. But Miami of Ohio, I'm like, eh, that's not even Miami. Okay. Miami of Ohio. Our question of the day. And after BYU beat Arkansas, I think all of us collectively in the BYU media and BYU fan base felt like, okay, BYU is going to a bowl game now. They've yeah. won three games already. They will figure out a three way to win at least at three least. games in the Big 12. Yeah. Okay. And frankly, going three and six in the Big 12 after the three and zero start, be a bummer. Would kind of feel like a disappointment. Oh yeah, that'd be a lot of L's, bro. That'd be a four, lot of L's. For a losing record in the Big 12 right now would still give you seven wins on the season. I'll take four and five right now without playing it. Okay, so with BYU, all of us thinking the Cougars are going to make a bowl game. As long as BYU makes it to a bowl game, do you care where BYU finishes in the Big 12 standings? Do you? Yes, I do, because bowl do games matter. I do, too. The type um, of bowl game, the location, the opponent, the money involved, all of that matters. I don't care about the money because it's split f- by evenly anyway. Um, but I would love to see BYU play in a game they haven't played in before or go back to the Liberty Bowl. If BYU is a That's top a good five bowl team, game. If, if, if you year. call it like, you're like, hey, is there a top four team by when all is said and done? There's an order to this. They're going to play in a great bowl game. Uh, it would be five would be Liberty. And four would be what? It goes Sugar, Alamo, Pop Tarts, Holiday, Texas, Liberty, Rate, uh, Guaranteed Rate. Holiday's not in there. Oh, Holiday Bowl. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I saw a Holiday Bowl projection, but they're, they well, have a secondary tie to that game. Yes, and next year when the Pac-12 may or may not exist, probably not what happens with Washington okay. State, Oregon State, that could become a game that the Big 12 Love picks that. up given the four Pac-12 entries. At BYU Maximus on X answers the question. Does he care where BYU finishes in the Big 12 as Maximus! long as BYU makes a bowl game? 
Given the dismal performance of teams in the conference we expected more from, I want to see BYU in the top four or five. Yeah. If BYU continues with weekly improvement, there are no teams that scare me. No teams. Texas always intimidates me, even in 13-14 when BYU took care of business. Like, they still are so talented. He continues, and only three or four that are currently clearly superior. Just a matter of growth and then home who's, or road. Who's clearly superior on paper? Texas, Oklahoma, TCU? I don't know that TCU's clearly superior. I would just say Texas and Oklahoma at the moment. Those are the only two, in my opinion, like, in not, the league. I'm not ready to say right now BYU is better than Kansas State. I think Kansas State's a good program. They, had a t- they, they lost on a 61-yard field. I know. They don't play them. I don't really care them. Yeah. But, but like, yeah. Yeah. But, well, yeah. Well, Kansas, yeah, Kansas State point, just lost Kansas, to Missouri. Why, why is They're not clearly superior. It's Texas and Oklahoma at the moment. But let's see what Oklahoma does this season. Let's see where they're at later. Let's see if Texas can maintain okay. this greatness or not. Like, if BYU can – Figure something out. Again, BYU, very flawed. Go and beat Kansas, continue on, and then let's see where you're at. Okay, uh, we, we're live from Provo and Lawrenceville, Kansas, coming up Saturday for BYU SN game day, 1.30 Eastern time. Get you ready for the first ever Big 12 conference game. Can't wait. Up next, A.J. Vonkpachan is ready for his Big 12 opener at Kansas. How is the BYU defense preparing to slow down arguably the best offensive player they will see all season in Jalen Daniels. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is sponsored by Feastbox Global Grill, a unique dining experience featuring Texas, Hawaiian, and Korean meats. Time to feast. Sacked by Vong Pachan. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. We just re-ranked what we think are the toughest, easiest Big 12 games on the Cougars' schedule, beginning with Kansas. If you missed that, download the podcast. In the meantime, A.J. Vonkvachan continues to impress his coaching staff, certainly his head coach, Kalani Sataki, who said last night he wished he could have him around for four more years. He's not alone. I'm in that oh category, too. Oh, my gosh. Love A.J. A.J. has been a breath of fresh air and such a needed part of that linebacker's room. He's going to captain, in many ways, a defense that is trying to slow down maybe the best offensive player BYU's seen in the Big 12 all year in Kansas quarterback Jalen Daniels. How will they do that? That answer and more in my one-on-one with A.J. Vongpachan. A.J., you just successfully wrapped up another bloody Tuesday at practice. So congratulations on that first and foremost. Sorry, appreciate you. Appreciate you. It's another hard one, another good one for sure. Yeah, I don't need much context, but why? how did it get the name Bloody Tuesday? Yeah, honestly, I can't even remember, but obviously the coaches just want to call it that because – you know, we have to come out here and just, you know, practice hard. You know, we can't just coast through it and uh, expect to go out on Saturdays and just turn it on, you know. So we got we just come out here and practice as hard as we can, you know, basically like a game almost. And, you know, we just uh, wanted to translate to Saturdays. Fair enough. And clearly on Tuesday, it is a full turn to now Kansas and week four. But you had such an emotional win against Arkansas. And so sometimes it's tough to kind of put that one to bed because it was such an emotional high. How do you do that when you transition from that type of a win to Kansas? Yeah, I mean, obviously learn from the film. That's the that's the first thing. You know, we go over it as a as a as a as a team. You know, as a defensive unit, 
learn from what we're, the mistakes that we made because I think we could have been a lot better even you know with the win. But it was a great win, obviously on the road against a great opponent, and uh, you know just use it as momentum to carry us into the to the next week. What was the number one takeaway, both positive and constructive criticism from the film against Arkansas? We'll start with the positive. Yeah, for I guess the positives would be the effort and just the adversity. You know, we we had a ton of adversity going into the game just throughout the whole time. You know, going down 14 to zero. I think the biggest thing is just the mentality. Just you know, we're still in it, and you know, just because the score reflects, you know, we're down that you know we can still come back, and you know that's what the guys did, and that's the biggest thing, and just the effort throughout the whole game. We, it was a long game. I think we had a, quite a bit of snaps that game, but uh, you know the guys kept pushing and kept fighting. So okay, and how about the constructive criticism? What's the takeaway there? Yeah, I think just start fast, start you know, because coming out of half, and even obviously at the beginning of the game, we kind of started really slow. So just starting fast and being more assignment sound throughout the game. That fourth down stop at midfield, and again, humor me if you will. I know you're pushing forward to Kansas, but that fourth down stop, you're down 10 in the second half, you're involved in that play. It seemed to change the entire tenor of the sideline and put BYU back on the right track. From your perspective, what did that do on the sideline? I think it just gave us the momentum, like you said. Obviously, we needed something to spark the team. Uh, you know, the offense was rolling, and you know, just to be able to get that in a critical situation of the game was huge for us. Would you take a fourth down stop like that or a turnover? Which do you like better? Uh, either way. <laughs> either way, same result. So as long as uh, it gives us momentum, it's, I'll take either one for sure. There's no wrong answer right, there. Right, yeah, right. There's no, no wrong answer, absolutely. Okay, now to Kansas. Um, from the film that you have seen of Jalen Daniels and that, that Kansas offense, which is high-powered, uh, what has your attention the most? I think they're just an overall really, really good group. Um, obviously, they're they're one of the better in the Big 12 as an offensive unit. Quarterback's really good. You know, he can run, throw. Uh, you know, I think, you know, obviously up front, they're really good as well. The tight ends, you know, they play with a lot of tight ends, and, you know, they want to run the ball. So I think they just do an overall good job of just playing together and uh, being sound. Is there anything that they do that's unique compared to the previous three opponents you've already faced? Yeah, I would say... At the top of my head, I can't think of it, but obviously the quarterback's really good. You know, obviously, we played against a really good quarterback last week, uh, but you know this this quarterback has a different skill set, just being able to be a lot more mobile, um, and just kind of the the schemes that the offense uh, that runs, kind of just you know wide zones, trying to trying to isolate their their best players on, against the defenders. So. Do you have a goal, a stated goal, and maybe you don't want to share it, but like we want to hold them under this many points, or we want to create this many turnovers? Like what what type of numerical goals do you carry into a game like this? Yeah, um, specifically we do. I obviously can't remember off the top of my head right now, but uh, obviously last game we, we had goals and we we felt like we kind of didn't hit those goals that we wanted to. You know, we also got the win, which is which is great, right? But our defensive goals weren't hit, and so we just wanted to carry on to this next week to make sure that we uh, go into the week and just make sure we hit those goals. Much has been said, and rightfully so. It's Big 12 Conference. This is the Big 12 opener, the first ever BYU football game as an official member of the Big 12. Does that matter at all to you, or are you so in the season that it's just the next game? Yeah, I mean, kind of both. You know, obviously it's, it's a huge deal because it is the first Big 12. It's conference play now. You know, they obviously they all matter, but this one really matters at the end of the day because it's the first one. Uh, you want to you wanna gain momentum going into the season, into conference. But at the same time, the guys know that it's just the next game and this is the, the next big game, right? Because last week, it, that was the same thing. You know, it was the next game, which is the, the next big game. The biggest game of the season is always the next game. So we all, we, that's kind of our mentality going, to, going into this week. And, you know, we know what, what's at stake and, uh, you know, we're out here practicing for it for sure. What's the best part of playing on the road in front of a hostile crowd? Honestly, just uh, kind of just quieting the crowd down a little bit. Obviously, it was a great atmosphere. Uh, you know, Arkansas is a really, really uh, 
you know, tons of fans there. They were really loud, but uh, kind of towards the other game, you could get a silence then. But not only that, you know, BYU travels really, really well. You know, that was kind of the craziest thing I've ever seen. I've never seen that before, but from a, an away team. So just to have that many fans there and they were cheering loud, you know, I thought for a second we were at home for a second. <laughs> yeah, what was that like for you to celebrate with them after the game? That was awesome. Like I said, it was, I could not believe how many uh, fans are you can obviously at Utah State like we travel away there it wasn't quite as many fans on, on the road right obviously kind of more families and stuff but no there was a ton of fans there and just to be able to celebrate with them towards the end and you know like I said it was almost like we were at less for a second well here's the more quiet moments from the Kansas crowd we'll get back there in a moment but um, I do want to ask you specifically about your linebacker responsibilities and how they will shift going from defending a quarterback like KJ Jefferson who is big and physical to a true dual threat like Jalen Daniels yeah, obviously we got to contain him. You know, that's that's a that's a more of a front seven, you know, responsibility. And so we, we know that. And we obviously last week even him, KJ Jefferson, he was even elusive at times. So we got to make sure we that we wrap him up, and uh, just you know stay in our rush lanes for sure. Kansas is going to throw a, a, I mean, multiple fronts, but the BYU defense also is very multiple. So I'm very intrigued to watch like the differing uh, deceptions that both sides are going to use. Um, how do you stay in the moment when they're throwing all sorts of motions and weird formations out? How, how do you stay home in that moment? Yeah, it's obviously just remembering your keys, obviously communicating with the guys. That's the biggest thing. You know, I think when we communicate, we're at our absolute best, you know, and kind of where we don't, uh, we kind of just, you know, hone on ourselves. And I kind of talk to the guy next to us. That's when we kind of get out of misplaced. But uh, I think just communicating along the way, because obviously they're, they're shifting, they're motioning a lot, a lot of the time. So we, as long as we uh, key, we're supposed to key and communicate, I think we'll be just fine. We'll finish with this. In the linebacker room, there's some big personalities. So who is the loudest or biggest trash talker in the linebacker room right now? The loudest for sure would be Isaiah Glasker. <laughs> <laughs> no question about that. He's probably got the biggest personality, and he talks the most trash for sure. There's a couple other guys, but uh, he stands out by far the most. Okay, best dressed in the linebacker room. Oh, I'm going to give it to my man. Ben Bywater. Okay. Yeah, he always, he never fails. Uh, he's always putting it on for sure. <laughs> okay, who can eat the most out of the linebackers? Ooh, I don't know. That's a good one. I think we're all pretty good, but I don't know. I'm going to give it to – shoot, that's a good one. Okay. I'm going to give it to Siona I'm going to okay. give it to Siona Mo. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Mo. Finally, the fastest. You line up and you're run. You're just running a dead sprint. Who wins the race? Forty yards. Either I'm gonna give it to either Glasker or Max. Okay. Yeah, those two guys are pretty fast. But I'll give it to maybe Glasker because he's a little lighter than us. So I'll give it to Glasker. <laughs> <laughs> he talks the most trash, and apparently he's the fastest. But you know what? You do all those things well. So I'm gonna say you're the best combo linebacker. That that fair? Yes, sir. Appreciate that. AJ, thanks for the time. We wish you the best luck against Kansas. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Thank you. And he rocks the headband well, Jerem. If he started singing, I'll make a man out of you, that would make my day. Because uh, I, he's, he's a good-looking dude, man. And BYU's linebackers have been very good this season. You look at the career tackle numbers. They are so similar, it is crazy. All three of these guys are in the top 31 of the active tackles leaders in the NCAA and FBS. Tackles for loss, sacks, interceptions. By the way, Max Tooley looked this up Monday. He is tied for the third most interceptions by a non-secondary player in BYU history. Wow. Pretty awesome what he's been able to do. I'm about to do some on-air math. Never a good idea, but I'm adding You're up all those tackles between the three of them, 237, 237, 
and then 239. That's 713 combined tackles in their career. Is that right? It is. 713 tackles. What'd you get on the math portion of the ACT? <laughs> well, I think, was it pretty good? I think I only finished like 80% of the section because I may have fallen asleep during part of it. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> but, of, but of the 80% I finished, I think I got a 26 on that on that okay. portion. <laughs> okay. That's pretty good. Hey, you're not going to fall asleep during Cougar Pregame no. Live, that's no. for sure, on BYU Radio coming up at 1.30 Eastern time. Your boy, Shep, Mitch, Greg, Hans Olsen. 1.30 Eastern on BYU Radio coming up Saturday. Let's go. And we present this question. An old rival in Hawaii or an SEC foe? Who would you rather BYU play in a bowl game? We'll discuss that next in The Whip. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow BYU Sports Nation if you'd like. We'd like you to on uh, Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Twitter. He is Jerem. I am Spencer. Welcome back to Studio B. We have a lot to cover here and not a ton of time to do it. So let's be efficient and get to today's headlines. They call me Jalen Daniels, where I come from. Yes. Uh, BYU football 3-0 headed to Kansas this week in front of a sold-out crowd as announced by the Jayhawks yesterday. Quarterback Jalen Daniels is the Big 12 preseason offensive player of the year. For good reason, says BYU defensive coordinator Jay Hill. He does a great job of getting the ball out of his hand. He does a good job with the RPO game. He doesn't hold on to it very much, and when he does, then you got to catch him when he's scrambling. So uh, he brings a lot of problems to the to the field. Um, there's a reason why he was the preseason Big 12 Conference Player of the Year, and you know we got to go out and contain him. We got to go out and do some things that cause him some consternation and some some uh, disbelief in what he's trying to do based on our coverages and our blitzes and the things we're bringing at him. Also, Parker Kingston named to the Paul Hornig Award candidates list for most versatile player in college football. We throw him some throw a touchdown, catch a touchdown, returns kicks. There's a fan vote that contributes to the winner of the award. Cougar Nation, you know what to do. I appreciate the usage of consternation by Jay Hill. That was well cogitated. BYU men's basketball and the Big 12 schedule will be released next Tuesday, the 26th. This first reported by John Rothstein of CBS Sports. We know who BYU will play, but we don't know the dates. Now we'll know the dates as of the 26th. Yep. Also, men's basketball announcing Midnight Madness will tip off on Thursday, October 19th. I'm going to have to get a nap that day. Number 10, BYU Women's Volleyball hosts number 20, Houston, tonight in the Big 12 Conference Opener, 9 Eastern on ESPN2. This got moved from U to 2. Huge. We'll chat with the opposite Kate Pryor, defensive specialist Aria McCumber in the next segment. It's a top 20 matchup, baby. It deserves it. Go Cougs in blue. BYU Women's Soccer drops five spots to number six. In the latest United Soccer Coaches poll, up next, a road trip to Waco and a contest with Baylor tomorrow night. And the challenge has been issued. How will BYU respond after that shocking loss to Utah State? They're on the plane as we speak. Jamal Williams will, quote, need some time to recover from a hamstring injury in the second quarter of Monday's game, according to the New Orleans Saints head coach, Dennis Allen. We wish Jay Swag Daddy a speedy recovery. Amen to that. Make Taysom Hill RB2. Men's golf finishing third at the Bearcat Invitational yesterday, shooting three under as a team. BYU paced. In the top 25 with finishes from Peter Kim, who finished tied for fifth, Zach Jones tied for ninth, and Keanu Akina, who finished tied for 22nd. Well done to the men. And women's golf finished 15th at the Leadership and Golf Invitational. Did they have some leadership training? Like what happened? Yes. Led by freshman Lily Denuzio's nine over performance. Hey, Lily's, Lily's playing for Plan, sure. She's playing good. 
Those are today's headlines. Now we opinionate, or opine because opinionate's not a word, in the whip. The Cougar Whip Ram presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Jay Hill addressed Malik Moore's listing as a backup at free safety on the depth chart yesterday. I don't know if that's because of performance as much as the other guys are doing a good job, they deserve to play, and there's certain things that are expectations for if everyone if you're in the game. You gotta go in and perform. I trust Malik. I trust Malik, I trust all of our DBs, I trust our defense right now. Uh, that doesn't change the fact that whoever's in the game has got to do what they're supposed to do and they got to go in and play at the level I expect them to play. Tanner Walls, the listed starter, uh, a former receiver and a walk-on. Uh, what do you make of the move and the comments? That Tanner has earned the right to be the starter. And it doesn't help that Malik is exposed a little bit in that early, really tough play where Arkansas breaks a big run down the right side for a touchdown. Uh, took a bad angle there, and I mean, that's what's tough. Like, everybody sees, the coaches certainly see, and now Malik's going to have to earn his way back with performance on the field, though. Like, what do you, what can you put on film in the games ahead when yeah. you get your time as the backup? Yeah, he said there's a certain standard, and basically it wasn't met, and so Tanner Wall is going to get a look at it. Good for Tanner, and Malik needs to be ready because I'm sure he's going to play a bunch of stuff. Yes. BYU Not done. will utilize Malik more a bunch more this season. Absolutely. Brett McMurphy has BYU playing... Tennessee in his latest bowl game projections in the Liberty Bowl and ESPN's Mark Schleby has BYU playing Boise State in the Hawaii Bowl. Which of those matchups and locations would you prefer, Jerem? Well, it depends. Do I get to travel with the show to the bowl game or not? If that's the case, Hawaii, baby. Uh, if not, just straight matchup. It'd be interesting to match up with Tennessee and uh, duke it out there. But uh, Boise State also could be interesting as well. Or are we so cool as a P5 that we're above that now? I don't know how we're going to approach that. Heck no. How, how uh, hoity-toity are we going to be here? I would love for BYU to play Boise State again in Hawaii. That'd be I, fun. I would love that matchup. Yeah. Juicy rivalry matchup. When we thought it was going away, they played the next year in a bowl game. Plus, and in if Hawaii, you lose, who cares? I don't like the You're venue. You're a P5. You didn't show up. You didn't care. I don't like the venue <laughs> options in Hawaii because they don't really have a stadium there to yeah, they have a smaller facility at the moment. Accommodate this, but I like it better than BYU playing Tennessee in the state of Tennessee in the Liberty Bowl. That part, yeah. How about that? Uh, we do need to atone for the 2001 loss to Louisville in the two, uh, li in the Liberty Bowl. Yeah. Well. Uh, Dustin Riker, tackle eligible, touchdown. On coordinator's corner Monday, special teams coordinator Kelly Papinga said Ryan Rico was going to get the first down on the fake field goal if he ran up the middle as designed and added that BYU loves fakes and there are more ahead. How do you feel about these comments? <laughs> I trust K-pop. You'll get those guys right. Right now, it doesn't look good, given like what BYU has attempted to so do. So many <laughs> <laughs> It's a good thing BYU is 3-0 or we would be so mad about the fakes. Like, you know what I mean? We already kind of are mad. Kelly is a great coach. Yeah. He'll get them right. He's fantastic. Like, I, so that, I, but I that play, him. that's that, stinketh. I love Ryan Rico so much. I don't want him running into a pile of dudes. He's so good at punter. What are we? What are we doing? Can he pass it? Follow seven. Can he? Follow Connor Pay. Just follow Big Connor Pay. Follow Connor Pay to freedom. Yes. Yeah, to a first down at least. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I've never been more grateful for a penalty in that moment. Oh my gosh. Well, the fake field goal, Ryan Rico looked like he got blown up uh, against. Yes. Uh, Sam Houston. I'm like, what are we doing? Uh, a few people made a great point. Like, if BYU doesn't accrue that penalty and kick the field goal, maybe they don't win the game. 
because that made it 31-24 and at least swung the momentum That's back. That's the rare BYU. procrastination moment that pays off. Okay? <laughs> In case you missed it, you can catch comments from Kelly Paping on fakes, Jay Hill on the defense, coordinators corner after further review, Kalani Satake show, any other BYU Sports Nation content, Deep Blues, BYUSN.com. And the free BYU TV app got you. Listen, nobody loves Ryan Rico more than Jerem. No. And I love K-pop. I might like him more than Zone Those Mark. guys will get it right. They'll Jeez. get it right. Up next, Kate Pryor and Aria McCumber from yeah. BYU Women's Volleyball in Studio B to preview their first Big 12 Conference matchup. And it's a top 20 showdown. This is BYU Sports Nation. Ball. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to Studio B. This is BYU Sports Nation. We have moved to the Cougar Council Room and we welcome in to Let preview a top 20 showdown tonight in their Big 12 opener from BYU Women's Volleyball. It's Aria McCumber and Kate Pryor. What's Welcome. Up? Thank you. Thank you for having us. Well, Aria, I love that smile on your face. Oh, thank you. You know, listen, it tells the story of what's about to happen tonight at the Smith Fieldhouse, okay? You got a top 20 showdown. You're in Big 12 play, and BYU's on their home floor. What do you anticipate the atmosphere and the environment will be like as you step into Big 12 play? I think, well, especially with our first home, our first Big 12 match being at home, the BYU fans are going to be so loud and just so energetic that it's yes. going to rub off on us. And I think it's going to be a great start to our Big 12 season, um, just starting with that fan support. Wednesdays against teams in red. Uh, last week was 5,500. It was the program record. That was awesome. Tonight, ESPN2, Kate, this is a real opportunity for BYU to showcase uh, what you guys have been doing this year. Yeah, I mean, we're super excited. We're hoping for another big crowd, and we just can't wait to be a part of the Big 12 and show them who we are. Kate, can you explain, going back to what Jeremy was just talking about, the environment in that Utah game? For those that weren't there, what was that like? Man, it was crazy. I just remember, like, looking up and, like, wow, there's a lot of people here. <laughs> yeah, it was just the energy was so fun. It just fires us all up, and it was just a great environment. Do you hear things? Do you hear specific things from fans? Aria, same, same question to you. Do you hear things, or is it like just so collectively loud it's just chaos? Sometimes I can hear them saying the BYU when we're like playing the ball, but then sometimes when I'm like they're serving or whatnot, I can't hear a single thing just that's happening. I'm using hand motions back there. It's, it's a good time. Okay, so far this year has gone really well. Um, you enter Big 12 play, and you guys were picked to finish second. There's a lot of good teams. The WCC was a good volleyball league as well. There happen to be six ranked teams in the Big 12 right now. Houston is one of them. What have you guys uh, prepared for in terms of what Houston brings to the table tonight? Because it's going to be a tough one. Yeah, I mean, we've been preparing our whole lives for games like this, and Houston's just the next one on the list, and we're so excited to play a great team and showcase our abilities. So it's going to be great. Aria, where do you feel like the team has grown the most through non-conference play to get you ready for the Big 12? I think, well, a little bit helped from our foreign trip that our team has just grown so much closer, which I think has actually helped our maturity as a team overall, where we're able to give each other a lot more feedback and push each other just on deeper levels, which I think will help us greatly in this Big 12 challenge. Now, you've got Baylor sitting there Saturday, Texas next week. Like, it's boom, 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 boom. How excited are you guys for the opportunity to prove yourselves at a higher level? Because certainly in the WCC, you would play San Diego, you'd play LMU and Pepperdine. 
and then you needed to take care of business against the others. But now it's like you see a number next to the name with a lot of these Big 12 teams. Yeah, I mean, we're just really excited to play these big level teams. We know we belong here, but we're just going to treat it like any other game and just focus on us and do our thing. And yeah, we're just we're super stoked and we can't wait to compete. So so far, our thing has been really good. How would you describe what what that has been like this year for BYU? Why have you guys been so successful? Yeah, I think we just have great energy. We have really good senior leadership and we also have a lot of talented freshmen. So and we also have an amazing coaching staff who works super hard and just pulling that all together just creates a really special team. That was some solid love for you know, <laughs> Aria sweet. over there. Yes. <laughs> I know she appreciates that. <laughs> you talked about the senior leadership. Aria, when you see the number 10 next to BYU, Jeremy was just talking about the rankings with the opponents in the future. What does a top 10 ranking mean to you and BYU women's volleyball? On one side, obviously it's really exciting and I just feel really grateful that BYU is being um, respected. But at the end of the day, like that's just a number. It all depends on how we finish. And so like we're constantly striving to make it at the end of season be that number one. Um, but our goal is just where we are right now and focusing every day on how to get better. I'm so excited for you guys to be able to sort of showcase who and what you are against better competition. And does that mean there may be a few more losses than in years past? Perhaps, maybe not. But it also means you'll have a stronger strength of schedule at the end of the year, maybe a better seed and so on. Like last year was tough to go on the road and have to play at Pitt. You could avoid that kind of thing with more wins. So what would a win tonight mean for this group? Um, be awesome. We hope we get a win. Um, I think getting that win will propel us forward into these next upcoming matches. So I think just giving all we got today will be great. Are you okay with the space of these matches this week, are you? Like Wednesday, Saturday, a little more than what you've had before, and then next week you got to play back-to-back -back against Texas. I think um, like it is hard, maybe sometimes, with the games being on different days, but our coaching staff does a really good job at, no matter what our time frame is, that they well prepare us. Like We played preseason games where we had two in the same day, and it felt like we were still just as prepared for games that will be like three days apart. And so just a lot of trust and faith in them and then also in my teammates. So it doesn't make the biggest difference. And last week was awesome because you played three and four days and they were all big time. It was Utah at Utah Valley at Utah State. What did it take to win all three of those? Because those are three tough ones. Yeah, I mean, obviously three games in a week is tough and performing at the level we did is tough. But just really focusing on staying in the present and being together with our team is something that really helped us um, win those three matches for sure. And nine aces, no airs at Utah oh, State. Oh, that that's was unbelievable. Good. That was a program cool. record. That was pretty awesome. That, that's unbelievable. In front of a uh, raucous Utah State crowd. Yeah. Yeah. They were Did you hear something? I was going to ask. That, is there a story you can share that's... <laughs> it's like, I don't want to talk bad. But <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Their energy for their team, who they were supporting, was great. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yes. And let's not, like, let's not act like Brigham doesn't get after it as well. True, true. Yeah, we, yeah. Brigham doesn't get after it the way but Utah, Utah State is going to Utah State. Yes. Yeah, exactly. yeah, and they were excited about place. a different game that had happened that we're not going to reference. That's hilarious. Aria, 724 career digs. Okay, Jerem's the stack guy. Did you know that? I had no clue. Jerem knows all this. He's got everything. <laughs> got He's got you, you right? Okay, that's a ton. Do you have like a most memorable one or a favorite one? Uh, favorite one? Um, well, like Heather has taught me this dig move, a double push. And what is it? Was, it? 
It's basically where you do like a push to your side and it's like two pushes instead of just like falling to the ground. Mm. Um, you'll see like Mai Mai does it a ton. She's an expert at we, it, but you're lying out for it. Okay. And I think I had one last season and like left back going into the corner. And I think that was my most memorable dig, just like laying full out, full effort yes. for it. Do you know who it was against? We got to track this down. Oh, I do not. For future reference. I just focus on us, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I was too busy winning, Spencer. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then, and then Kate, um, you, you've, Come on offensively, and the block was really big Wednesday, especially. What what has gone right for you the last couple of games in particular? Yeah, I think with blocking, I'm just trying to grab the ball on the other side and try to shut the hitters down, and then also hitting, just trying to hit high and hard with range. So yeah, uh, it's fun to see you know six three, six four, six three at the uh, front. That's sure. that's yes. an imposing yes. front line. Yeah. Do you talk trash after a block? Do you ever? <laughs> hey, do you, you ever seem like the person ever? that would do that? <laughs> you don't want to. Too. But do you? Uh, maybe with my teammates, but <laughs> probably not someone I don't know. You guys are quick turners, like in the men's game. They're like, and then they'll turn. Yeah, you guys, you guys are nice. Uh, you guys yeah. are nice. <laughs> it's true. You don't seem like the type to do it. But one time, yeah. if but you if do, you did, I, we wouldn't complain. I will support it, especially in Logan. <laughs> Certain opponents oh, always. Okay, let's give you uh, some BYU Sports Nation karma. Yeah, good luck tonight. All right, Have fun. You get karma. You come on the show. You play well. You play well. Simple let's as go. that. Thanks okay. for coming on. Kate, Kate knows. Yeah, she, yeah. She's been on the show. Oh, I'm excited to experience it. You went and beat Pittsburgh after <laughs> yeah. uh, we gave Yes, Kate they karma. did. Okay. That was awesome. So, so there's that. Good luck tonight. Thanks Thank you. ESPN 2 tonight. Awesome exposure. 9 Eastern. Let's go. Uh, join Lauren McLean on her Why podcast. Your stories from BYU women's sports. Latest episode guest, Kenzie Kerber-Daly, of course, on the broadcast on the sideline. It's on demand on the BYU Radio app or wherever you find your podcast. After the break, we play one of our favorite segments. It's Know the Foe, Jayhawk Edition. This is BYU Sports Nation. Rock Chalk going down. Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. And we are back on a Wednesday. Got to win Know the Foe. I think I'm 0-3 in that. I think I'm... Ofer in uh, everything else. Yeah. Prop picks and. Uh, Get it going, man. I don't know. Big 12 right up. <laughs> Today's the day. Let's go. Let's play Know the Foe. Colton Potter, our oh, producer. What do you have for us in terms of brain busters today? All right. First question for you, Spencer. Kansas is known for having a dominant basketball program. They've made 16 trips to the Final Four. Yep. Which lesser recognized Jayhawk team? has made 15 trips to the Final Four in its respective national tournament. Is it Broomball, Debate, Drone Racing, or League of Legends? This I think Debate's great. the only one that's been around long enough to have 15 Final Fours. I'm going with Kansas Jayhawk Debate. Yeah! Nice, nice good, work. Uh, they they have won six national championships, third most. Wow. Six national championships. Listen, yeah. don't mess with Kansas and their lawyers. Mate. Let's go. All right, our next question. Which roadside attraction can be found in the state of Kansas? The world's largest rubber band ball, the world's largest ball of twine, the world's largest basket building, or world's largest catsup bottle? Yeah, not ketchup, but catsup. Catsup. Oh, man, I have no idea. Ketchup. And if I get this wrong, you get a guess. Yep. Um, I have no idea. I want to go visit all of these for what it's worth. I'll do it. Just because basketball, James Naismith, old, I'm going to go uh, with the best. Basket building? No, Colton. No. This is this is a largest rubber band ball. Oh! It is the ball of twine. I've actually <laughs> been there, fun fact. You've been How there. How did I not I know. have been there? It's not that great. 
It's not that great, says the kid from India. All right, All next, right. Question. next question for you, Spencer. Which of these things would it be illegal to do in Kansas? <laughs> Eat a frog that died during a frog jumping competition. Wow. Serve cherry pie with vanilla ice cream as a topping. Tie your crocodile or alligator to a fire hydrant. Or import or possess a skunk. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> Just because I think it would be controversial to do this, I'm gonna say serve cherry pie with vanilla ice cream as a topping. Yes. What? Yes. Like that. I don't know That's why illegal. they do this. I don't know why they do. No cherry pie a la mode. It's illegal. I dare in uh, Topeka, Kansas. That is illegal. In Topeka. You I dare you to drive Topeka. to Topeka and do this and try and get Go it. Go and order at All a right. restaurant. Go to the Danny's and be like, I'd we like cherry a la one mode. One more question. This is for you, Jeremy. Which of these is the name of the Kansas University Museum of Art? Is it the Spencer Museum of Art, the Jerem Museum of Art, the Linton Museum of Art, or the Jordan oh, Museum of it's Art? It's one of these. What <laughs> it is one world? of these. There's no way it's Jerem, because that's from the Book of Mormon. Um, Never know. It could be one of the other three, dude. Oh my gosh. Because you gave it to me, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Jordan. Oh! Okay, got a one in two chance. Listen, here. I know there's an, a Linton, Indiana. I don't know about a Linton, Kansas, or a Linton, Tide, Kansas. I'm gonna go to the Spencer Museum of Art. Yes! <laughs> you gotta go visit it. I do need to go visit go it. Go visit for it. Sure. Take Stand a picture in front, of, in front yeah. of it. That wraps up this week's No. And that wraps it up. I, I suck again. I believe again. that's three points for me, right? Crap! Calculating right now. Crap! That is three. I suck again. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's going to happen at some point. Our question of the Maybe day. Next year. As long as BYU makes a bowl game, do you care where BYU finishes in the Big 12 standings? Our Elite Voice of the Day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated. Michael Brian Norris on Instagram says, if BYU can maintain the Arkansas level of play, BYU should finish in the top half of the conference. Anything better than that is a bonus. Yeah, absolutely. All right, today's rising shout-out. Presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. And we give it to longtime BYU defensive line coach Tom Ramage, who has passed away. Just an instrumental part of Lavelle Edwards' staff and the BYU football rise. Uh, we're so sad to learn about this. We send our love to the Ramage family, and it's the least we can do to honor you as we close out this BYU Sports Nation. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Thanks to all of our uh, today's guests. Shout out to Dewey Gray. We'll see you tonight on ESPN2 for BYU Women's Volleyball.